Hey everyone, Jake here. There's a little technical issue with Cody and Sam in this episode. Everything's fine until about the 22 minute mark and then they just fall off and they're not there for a while. And when they're not there, the energy really comes down. Turns out we need those fools. So uh, there's a little lull in the middle there where kind of energy is low, but they come back and energy picks up and we, we finish off on a strong note. Uh, just a little word of warning. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are those couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer, Terry. Get a shift on. This week, we're here to talk about The Wheel in Space. Written by David Whitaker, directed by Tristan DeVere Cole, produced by Peter Bryant, aired April 27th to June 1st, 1968. Before we get into it, it's time for everybody's favorite podcast segment, Cody's 60-second plot synopsis. Cody, on your mark, it's like Okay, the doctor lands on a ship that's flying through space, but there's nobody in there. What could be going on? And then suddenly there's a giant wheel in the sky. It keeps on turning, and they stop, and they're like, hey, who uh. are you, ship? 90 million miles off course. And uh, then they're like, we can't communicate at all. And then, like, they spacewalked over. They're like, hey, we'll save you and bring you back to our ship, and, and we'll talk. And then the doctor's like, Cybermen are here, and they're coming, and they're birthing from eggs and um, the burnium. And then also they can mind control. And also, we get to the one of the coolest fight scenes ever where they're not proficient in the manly arts, and a guy named Flanagan is the coolest guy ever. And then the captain of the ship is just a real dick. And then it takes six episodes for him to die. And then, uh, uh, the doc totally shocks the Cybermen to death and tricks him. It is great. And Time. did I miss an episode? I tried to get a piece from every episode. <laughs> Didn't say a thing about episode two. Okay. There's a super <laughs> smart girl. Ah, that's also the new companion. <laughs> yes. And, uh, the captain of the wheel isn't a fan. Of facts and logic. Okay, you're done with your synopsis. Thanks. 68 second plot <laughs> synopsis. You spent 30 seconds on episode one, skipped episode two, and went to the end of episode three. In case, <laughs> you, in case you didn't know, that's how we watch Doctor Who here. Uh, <laughs> episode three was a rough one for us. Yeah, that was a long day. You skipped two, he said. Well, two was really boring and dumb. Two was the Doctor, uh, the Doctor Less also, episode. I didn't skip episode mm. two. I talked about the Cybermen eggs. They were did episode was, two. Was that two? I thought that was. It two. was at the no. very end of two. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, it was, it was a transition between episodes. Thank you, producer yeah. Terry. You're welcome. So it was also in episode three. So you took it from episode. Three. I am an efficient <laughs> human being. <laughs> hey, Alex. Yeah. About exactly 10 years ago, 
Doctor Magazine did a poll where they had a bunch of nerds rank all the episodes of Doctor Who, and if you take all the classic episodes out of there, there's 156 of them-ish. Out of those 156, where do you think Wheel in Space fell? I'm going to say 112. Terry? 91. Jill? 62. Wow. Wow. Sam? 120. Cody? 58. Wow. 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 Uh, it <laughs> fell eight spots from its position in the 35th anniversary poll to 113. Oh. Alex was one away. <laughs> Man. You know, one day, one of these episodes is going to be 152, <laughs> and I'm going to be right there ready to catch it. Aren't there 156? Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, yeah, they'll tell you there's 156, but those episodes are missing. <laughs> oh, God, there's more than that missing. Anyway, um, hey, Jill, let's start off positive. I think you gave it the highest score yeah. or the best score. What'd you think of this one? Uh, I really liked the story. I liked a lot of parts of it. I really wish there was more live because the two live we had or, you know, not live, but like live real, action, <laughs> whatever that would be called. Um, I really enjoyed a lot. Uh, I liked the full cast. I thought each character really brought a lot to the story, which is maybe unique to what we've seen in Old Who. Um, and I really liked the Doctor. He was just, like, he's grown on me, but he's just solid. Like, he's a little bit funny, but mostly just like, here's my job and I do it and I figure all the things out would involve everyone else in my plan. I liked it. Sweet. Yeah, for anyone listening, only episode three and six exist. The rest are reconstructions. There's an official BritBox exclusive reconstruction that is on BritBox, so that's what we watched. I thought only episode three existed, so having episode six be a real episode was a nice little surprise. That was exciting. As exciting as it can be for me to rate <laughs> it right. 120. <laughs> Sam, you're talking. What did you think? I rated it 120. <laughs> I could because... not I could not be bothered to pay attention or keep my eyes open or care at all. Except for the smart lady. She was really fun. I liked her and I and I called called it. She was going to be a companion on Did I call that on episode 2 or 3? I was pretty excited. I don't know. Oh, the cute teenage girl you called is going to be the companion because <laughs> like, they've never had a teenager <laughs> just be on an episode she for was no just reason. Too involved to not become the companion. I but I thought it was going to have. Maybe I missed it. Maybe this did happen. I thought something was going to happen with how smart she was not being able to be mind controlled by the Cybermen. I thought that was going to fall into place. Well, it's, it's more used to, like, give her a reason to leave. Like, her entire belief system is mm -hmm. shattered because she's been raised to, like, be so logical. So she's like, you know, there's more out there. I need to go do this. I was just disappointed that that wasn't, like, everyone became brain-controlled and she was victorious. 
Alex, what do you think? I also enjoyed it. I I I felt uh missing like having the recons because like you know I was watching when I was working and like watching big air quotes because it's just a slideshow. So it's it's hard to like really get into. But even through all of that, I was kind I I was pretty engaged. I thought into the story and enjoyed it. Like it it I felt like it was moving pretty good and they had some uh some good moments. Um. But man, like the two live action episodes, like really made me want to have it all. <laughs> I'll I'll go next. I was kind of down on this one at first. The first two episodes I watched three times because I I started. We were we were supposed to record this a week ago, so I had like kind of already started, and then I like you know wasn't really paying attention, so I watched them again. And then because we waited a week, I was like, I better watch those again. <laughs> And, oh god. Yeah, they are tough. <laughs> but as I was watching episodes 5 and 6, I was like, you know what? This cast, like the the crew members are all just like really likable and I'm kind of digging this. But, you know, that happens with six-part stories. There's going to be Was ebbs the old guy likable? The captain or the leader? Yeah. Jarvis. I just mean the actors. Okay. Like I was, I was liking watching them act, watching their pictures and hear their voices. <laughs> I really liked episode six. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Tony, what you think? I thought it kind of culminated into an actually pretty decent story, and there was really exciting elements in the fact that like science fiction actually existed in this series, whereas. It's usually just like straight fantasy, not a whole lot of science fiction outside of, hey, we're traveling through space and time. This one like included outside elements from folks other than the TARDIS crew as a scientific venture. I.e. like the mind control blocking pills that's just like standard in the human civilization here. And uh, I suppose, I mean, like there's space stations and stuff, so I can't really say it's not frequent and old who but it really just feels like monsters and the doctor well this is the only story this season where we left earth they've they've been doing a lot of base under siege lately yeah one conversation where cody was like that's the most interesting conversation i've heard in old who (laughs) yeah that it was specifically the mind control pills like what have you guys done to stop some scientific jargon mind control and they're like well we've done this nervous system uh drug that everybody has taken well that's not enough you also need to do this Uh, i suppose in the meantime just slap on a piece of metal with a transistor and that should be able to block the gamma waves or whatever and i was like fucking yes that's science fiction bro let's go whereas he said that and in my mind i went I just blocked out what they said for the past 45 seconds. I have no idea what they just said. <laughs> and yet Zoe still um, note, like uh, dictates her notes on a reel-to-reel tape recorder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can only sci-fi so far. <laughs> Terry? First couple episodes, really hard to get into. I was just not thrilled at all. Um, I do like the crew on the wheel they were super fun very smart like ridiculously smart i loved that Gemma was able to see through 
uh, Jamie's lies right off the bat. Zoe, I loved her and just her uh, intelligence with everything. I love the banter, too, that she already had established with the doctor and Jamie of, what was it? The X-Rang of the Cybernat, or Cybermat, sorry. Um, <laughs> and that just looking at Jamie is like, God, if you would have thought of X-Rays, I would have felt so stupid. <laughs> just like It was just great. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just the reveal of the Cybermen was awesome. Um, Hatching in eggs. Yeah, some of the fight scenes were a little weird. <laughs> like the one guy who dies to the Cybermats is like, oh... You're so much bigger than them. Just run away. <laughs> Just like, oh no. How about um, MVP of moonwalking? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I was so happy when episode six started and we got a live action of them moonwalking and shooting the asteroids. That was yeah. so great. <laughs> handout when they're they're in outer space and the just drifting away. <laughs> But what so, I what I hate about these recons is they they have the first like the last twenty seconds of episode five because it's the first twenty seconds of episode six. So why don't you use it? Why do you have to watch twenty seconds of still images when you have the footage? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That come seems on, like work to put that in there. Copy yeah, paste. Like just come phase on, man. It in and out. Do they try to catch their faces at the worst possible moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every single time. Yes. This is the last story that has a full set of telesnaps. So any missing stuff from now on uh, might not have like pictures that actually match the scene. Because they do have telesnaps where they're taking pictures every like X number of seconds. So they have pictures. But this is the last time they do it for a whole story. Well, the pictures from when he was like downstairs and found the fake bot like the false under it was like drawn cartoons wasn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the false bottom yeah that's what i meant the fake under the false bottom <laughs> whatever it is okay one of my least favorite parts probably when they don't know if Jamie and Zoe are alive, and the doctor's like, "Uh, they're probably fine. <laughs> it's a chance we had to take. Doesn't check. Just has zero concern. That That's gonna happen more and more, where the doctor is just like, like, Jamie's a fucking dude. Like, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's just that yeah. guy. He gives zero cares about any of that. The doctor... I knew Jamie was going to get a new, like, side piece because he asked. He's like, I wonder what Victoria's doing now. The doctor's like, Victoria, who cares? <laughs> so, like, therefore you knew. Like, oh, we're moving on now. That's Another cool. one. <laughs> also, uh, the line about, like, calling Jamie out on wearing girls' clothes was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, this I takes place that. in 2079. Like, you guys don't have history that goes back to the early 21st century like 40 years like people wear kilts in formal events now they call them something like you you wear women's clothes you must be i don't remember what it was he's like i'm scottish <laughs> like hugely offensive like, well, the person writing it is just like well you know it's definitely gonna be gone in 110 years 
kilts. <laughs> Everything else is going to be basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a funny joke. He wears a skirt. I did like that they... Uh, I don't know how to phrase this nicely, but they sort of let women be in charge. Yeah. And, like, that was probably meant to be a futuristic-y thing, which is... Uh, sad that you have to write that at that time, but <laughs> well, it is something you had to write yeah. at the time. Well, I want to see those pay charts. They do the old, <laughs> the thing that we love that they do is like, oh, this is a futuristic, multicultural, multinational organization. Uh, and then they just hired a bunch of white dudes and browned them up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you can, the, it's hard it, to tell for me in like black and white and well did do you remember a character called Enrico <laughs> he taught he has some lines but he's mostly like uh he's supposed to be Mexican and he is at the controls like shooting the meteors and then he's he's always around and he has like a line here and there for the whole thing but that's played by the guy who plays Maester Lewin in Gra Game of Thrones the whitest old British guy in the world. <laughs> wow. He also plays Rassilon in the Doctor Who episode, um, Heaven Sent or Hell Bent, whichever one is the second of those two. I think he's also in a 70s episode of Doctor Who at some point. But then um, they have an Asian character. I think he's supposed to be Chinese, who is a white dude with makeup on. Like, just... Like, if you can't hire someone, just don't... I mean, I know, I know, it's how they did it. But <laughs> did you also notice that it was written in that the the guy in charge was the one that was having emotional breakdown? <laughs> oh yeah, get fucked. Feminism. Classic men. So <laughs> emotional. Speaking of women in charge, after he goes down, they're like, "Oh, Doc, you're in charge now," and she's like. No, I don't want to. <laughs> and then she does take charge and sacrifices herself to get that one last message off to save everybody. It's fucking dope. Great yeah. tune. Mm -hmm. And and I like in the recon they they have some text at the bottom that tells you and or that tells you kind of the action that's going on. And it says Yeah, you really had to pay attention on this one. <laughs> yeah, you, you had did. to look and everything. Um, yeah, annoying. But it, it says in the text fully like fully aware that a cyberman is coming up on her she then she calls the control room so I she do knew like how, what she was doing how they make it completely obvious what was supposed to be happening because a lot of times i feel like i'm like i don't understand they just really spelled it out more of that yeah dude some of those some of those quote-unquote subtitles were insane like <laughs> yeah. the one where it's like the Cybermen uh, easily lifts or like, <laughs> it, it, like the descriptions that were putting on some of these things to get across that the Cybermen are big and strong <laughs> were hilarious. My my favorite is during that fight that Cody was talking about. It says the Irishman attacks. <laughs> it's like, just say his name. <laughs> the Irishman. <laughs> you know who. <laughs> I think the the main reason that it's tough to kind of get into the story is the first episode, it's just Jamie and the Doctor for, like, the whole thing. And Jamie goes to sleep for some of it. <laughs> Even though if you think about what happened in the last story, like, uh, 
Victoria is contemplating leaving. So like, okay, we'll stay the night and let you think about it. And then we'll leave in the morning. So, and then they immediately go to this place. Jamie just had a full night's sleep. And as soon as they get to this, like, abandoned ghost ship he's like you know what i'm gonna take a nap <laughs> I, i'm just chill uh, is this i'm guessing this is the first time we've heard the doctor's name yeah his alias Th- this is where yeah. the john smith alias was created and it's because cool. jamie saw it on the side of a stethoscope box mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheap stethoscope don't even have a lit man. Come on. I got the doctors all mad at Jamie for like telling lies and being like, oh, you know, I can't tell you, but the doctor will know. And the doctor's like, why'd you, why'd you put me on blast? <laughs> it's like, you're the boss here, dude. I'm the Maybe muscle. You do the brain that's stuff. That's the reason he sent Jamie out to space. It was like, eh, <laughs> probably fine. And like, 10 seconds earlier, he was amazed at a audio cassette recorder. And then 10 seconds later, he's walking in space. (laughs) (laughs) When the doctor was incapacitated, Jamie was handling shit because like he knew he had to save the uh, the transport that the TARDIS was on. Mm -hmm. And so like he just weasels his way in. Uh Oh. Are y'all still there? <laughs> My computer went yeah. black. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm still recording too. All right. <laughs> he weasels his way in and like finds the weapon and just like comes comes out of nowhere and saves. Well, kind of saves the day, but destroys the day. Based on how you look at it, but like he's just doing stuff like on on the doctor's uh, direction. He's just like. Okay, this is what I'm doing because the doctor told me to, kind of. <laughs> Just cool. He's handling it. Oh, yeah. But, like, that that part of episode two is cool, but the rest of it is just everyone going, hey, who are you? And then being like, uh, hey, what's that over there? And then being like, <laughs> well, it's this. Please walk around our ship un- <laughs> unchaperoned. <laughs> oh, uh, to Cody's point, that water comment. When, like, he asked for water and then left it, and then she knew he was, like, lying because, like, space training, you just do not leave water alone. Like, that that was just cool. Yeah. Fucking rad. Uh, what do you guys think of Zoe? She's our new companion. I already mentioned her. Zoe's gonna be baller, bro. Love her. She can Zoe. get it. Yeah. Zoe's the, the child, the... Yeah, how old is she before we start? Uh... Oh, boy. <laughs> They're definitely I'm just, banging. I'm, I'm just going to get ahead of ourselves here. I don't think she has a last name. We're in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Hurriot? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it is Zoe Hurriot? Or Harriet, Harriet, sorry. I don't Harriet know. Reed. It's a weird spelling. <laughs> Um, Terry, you look up when the Tenth Planet takes place. Okay. Oh, biography. Here we go. Um, there's an audio that says she was born in 2063, which would make her 16. Okay, now everyone keep your mouth shut. <laughs> About <laughs> that so can... Wait. <laughs> 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 but really, they just have chemistry right off the bat. 
Yeah. I just like coming from where we were with companions. She's smart. She's going places. Was she? She's, ready. she's got a job. Was she created? <laughs> Is she a clone or something? Because she had she had a couple no. lines where she was talking about like. Yeah, what was I love that? how she was like almost referencing herself as a Cyberman of just like not knowing feelings and like I'm only filled with knowledge and numbers and stuff and just like wanting to expand. I I really love that uh, side by side comparison. It's it's more akin to someone like a society where someone's taken to like military academy when they're five or like Jedi training when they're two years old. She was like brought to this oh, academy. She's a Spartan. She basically she was brought to this academy at very young age and has just been peppered with uh knowledge. Uh the actress Wendy Padbury would have been twenty when this was shot. So talk about oh, that yeah. ass all you want. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is the first it, companion oh. go ahead terry just jump in when, when you got the answer i need oh do you need the answer in 1986 that's what it takes place that's what the internet interesting because this place takes place in 2079 and they pretend like they have never heard of the cybermen before when did the moon base take place the Cybermen know the Doctor. Well, they don't know him. They just think like, oh, he must be an enemy. He knows us. He knows our our strategies. I don't know. Uh, Moonbase was 2070. Oh, see, that would have just happened. We have the first ever future, or not first ever, I guess, but the first proper like future companion who's wicked smart. Are you guys excited for that kind of aspect of it when the other companion is Jamie, who can be dumb and is from 300 years earlier? Yes. Thanks, Terry. I think all of that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I think all yes. of their future conversations are just going to be so many insults back and forth. And it's going to be great. You are correct. Is it going to be like brother, sister? No. Clearly not. If uh, Jamie's gonna get it, he already has. It's not Jamie Lannister who does fuck his sister. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Speaking of hot love, we have like a romance going on in the middle of this story between two of the crew members. What? Hate it. (laughs) Oh my god, they did not need to be there. At all. <laughs> they were so terrible. <laughs> but hot. <laughs> Which is all you need. Yeah. Can you imagine space sex? It's so weird. Can I? <laughs> it's most of what I do. <laughs> 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 what? He just rents those like zero gravity machines for like the fair. He doesn't actually travel for work. He goes out into space. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why did the Cybermen come out of eggs? Yes, I literally was thinking that. Why did they get out of my brain? I like their hand, though. That was really cool. That's really... with the weird fingers. That's the one That's thing what everyone bitches about. They come out of eggs. Oh, really? Uh, I can't answer your egg question. I like, Nobody can. I like their uniform costumes. 
Are these new ones? Uh, they are. They had some issues with them, so they kind of had, they like, they only had two. That's why there's only ever two Cybermen at a time. <laughs> they're big invasion. Uh, they're, they're basically just spray-painted wetsuits. With some bits and bobs. The helmet isn't. The helmet's the same. They didn't no, change the, the helmet. The body. But they did. Oh. They did screw some holes in it to give us the now trademark like teardrop on the eye that they use in yeah. New Who. I was wondering if that was if this was the first iteration of that because I saw that I was like, wait a fucking minute, these look like <laughs> normal Cybermen. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if they had already done it, and I didn't want to make myself look like an idiot by saying it. They don't make kerchonks when they walk yet. That's right. They need the kerchonks. That's gonna be a while. and the. V- <laughs> who was the Aww. Who was the actor in like the main Cybermen outfit? Because that dude was fucking huge. He towered over everybody. Uh, it's either Jerry Holmes or Gordon Stotthard. Well, look up which one's taller. Well, I don't Produce know. Produce this shit, Terry. According to Wiki, I have nothing. <laughs> Google I only that. have names. Oh, God. Okay. We don't I'll need Wiki to, to know that, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool because all of these subtitles were trying to elude them to be giant monstrosities that are insanely strong. And in the live action, at least, that dude was huge and was towering. It was cool. Yeah, at the end, Captain's name, who went crazy? Jarvis. Yeah, when he like turns around and he's like, all right, buddy, let's do this. And he's like cocking his fist like Henry Cavill and he's just ready to go. Then uh, (laughs) this army just destroys him in half a second. Uh, but as he's like getting geared up, I'm like, yeah, man, fuck, let's do this. Look at this guy, you know, take responsibility and just gets mashed immediately. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Cybermen, the guy who does. Sorry, I'm in the middle trying to see how tall these people are. Doesn't say. The voice of the Cybermen, Peter Hawkins, who also has voiced the Daleks in every Dalek story we've seen so far. This is his last Doctor Who. He's done 12 stories total as voices of the Daleks and Cybermen. And this is it. Well, praise be. And they do finally change the voices from that terrible, like, uh, throat cancer machine they were using. Because they... Yes! Get a shift on. They do still use it for the cyber controller but not for the walking around Cybermen. So sometimes the cyber controller is going off and it is unintelligible. And I did not watch hmm. the subtitles. But they they finally, and actually between episodes three and four, I think, the other, the walking around Cybermen, I think their voices even changed between episodes because the machine they were using to get that effect broke and they had to do something else. Oh, jeez. Not only did the Cybermen sound a lot more pleasant, but the overall sound effects weren't nearly as painful as they have been in previous episodes. Yeah. I miss the old cadence. What? You will (laughs) bow before us. You remember that? That's just like the 10th planet, that's it. Ah, I miss it. It was so good. Oh my god, no. (laughs) 
Um, I'm um, going to take a stab and say that it's uh, Gordon Stathord, <laughs> uh, who's probably taller because he, in Web of Fear, played a Yeti. And I think those ah, guys were really tall were. as well. Mm. Well done, Gordon. And the other guy, I think, just played a prisoner in a different episode. <laughs> so he must be short. <laughs> short king. <laughs> or, sorry, short prisoner. Um, I have one fun fact. Ooh. The director, Tristan DeVere Cole, never directed Doctor Who again. Him and Peter Bryant, the producer, clashed. DeVere Cole kept, uh making changes to the script without consulting him. Like he would just go straight to the writer and just talk to the writer and not talk to the producer, which made him mad. And then Bryant would say in interviews later that he also went way over budget, which got him in hot water. Stick to the budget. Yeah. Dude. And there were no I mean, helicopters, no hovercrafts. It's basically two yeah, sets. Like, Where did this money go? What? What went over budget? <laughs> Must have been all of the actors had to pay him. Wow, that makes sense. Maybe it's all those asteroids they had to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> well, ooh, it could have been uh, special effects too, because they had like some crazy special effects in episode six. That's true. We only saw one third of this entire run. So, oh man, I've got a real dumb fun fact about those spacesuits so i think we've seen them before these exact same spacesuits and we'll see them in episodes again later oh yeah they were using the 10th planet for the guys that were up in the ship that exploded and we'll see them again they're just like bbc generic wardrobe that are just around or maybe they're not even bbc they're just some costume company in london because it, it doesn't really show up in the black and white, but one of those spacesuits is yellow. That yellow spacesuit was used in Star Wars as um, the character Bosk, who I think is one of the bounty hunters. He's just like an alien in a yellow spacesuit. And he's like, he was a toy in when they came out and everyone just loved that character. He like blew up away from the movie. Like his character never did anything, but he was like a big thing. I think the other spacesuit was used in the cantina scene in the first Star Wars. And uh, so, yeah, I'm sure they're up in like the fucking Smithsonian now or something for being in Star Wars. Crazy. Terry, put in Discord a picture of Busk. Is that the same oh, model gosh, of okay. uh, spacesuit that Tenant has with the orange spacesuit? No. Ah. B O S S K, Terry. Yeah, found him. Um, see, I had another dumb fun fact I just thought of while I was saying all that bullshit. Is it a dumb fact or a fun fact? Because we need to know the difference. Uh, there's such a thing as dumb fun. Mm -mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, you guys want some tweets? Yes. B Bird Moth, haven't heard from in a while, at B underscore Bird underscore Moth. Say is watched it for the first time the other day, found it a bit dull and silly, and the Cybermen's design and performance is far from my favorite, but it also introduces Troughton's second best companion, Zoe, so I can't complain too much. Woo! 
Blammo. And that's mostly the reason I wanted us to watch this, even though there's only two real episodes. Well, I mean, partly because I had never seen it before and it's a Cyberman story, but mostly because it's Zoe's introduction and she is a fan favorite. You can see why. James Courtney and Mr. J. Courtney says, <laughs> my thoughts and prayers are with you. Still, nice for them to meet Zoe. And then makes the joke, I take it you're watching Evil of the Daleks next. We didn't talk about it, but at the end of the story, the doctor's like, puts on this weird helmet and is like, you sure you want to come with? Check this out. And just starts showing Evil of the Daleks. And that's because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's because... This was the end of the season. They're going into their summer break. And the next week they were showing a rerun. They were re-showing Evil of the Daleks. So they decided to put that into the story. That the Doctor's like, hey, watch this. That's, That's kind of nuts. Cool. I, I wanted to um, talk about that scene. Because uh, like Victoria left because she was just so stressed out and afraid all the time and hated it. And so I thought it was cool that the doctor was like before you say you want to fly with us this is what you're going to see and i thought that gesture was a lot different from what we've seen in the doctor mm -hmm. before where he's just like yeah come along it's going to be great and then it's not great and people are dying in front of them and it's insane i thought that was cool yeah i, I think it would even a little cooler if they had had the foresight to like comment on that like hey the last person that traveled with us bugged out. So, like, we want to make sure you're sure instead of just like, oh, let's just cram this in because we have a rerun next week. So I agree with you. Uh, BT Flippity Gigget at your cool 91 says, you know what? I don't care how mad this story is. Zoe's the best from minute one and just keeps slaying. Love her and her dynamic with both the doctor and Jamie. I'm really excited about Zoe. I'm even more excited now that all these tweeters are excited about Zoe. Matt at uh, Neither Time Nor Space Podcast, uh, their Twitter handle is Time Nor Space Pod, says, what's better, water parks or theme parks? Theme parks. Agreed. Theme parks. Elaborate. Yeah. Water parks get old real fast. I hate climbing up all wet. the stairs to go on a slide for 15 seconds and then climb up all those damn stairs again. Yeah, theme parks... They at least have, like, things in the line. Like, yeah. you stand in line, but there's, like, entertainment. Ooh, and also all the food. Yeah. Ooh. Especially if you're going to, like, uh, like Epcot Center. They have food around the world. <laughs> I'm also just a roller coaster person more than a water and slide person. if it's a themed night, like, if it's during Halloween, and you just have all that, because, like, you, it'd be really weird to have, like, Halloween-themed water park. Yeah, because yeah, like it's cold. <laughs> yeah, let me Don't just know. drown you, but whatever. Um, other marrieds? Go. Did we Tame. lose them? Oh, okay, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> Although the water parks at Disney World are pretty sweet. And when it's a million degrees, I don't really want to be hot and sweaty standing in cement next to hot, sweaty people. Like, there's a time and a place for water parks, but it's it's fewer and further between than theme parks, for sure. So that all being said, I do want to go to Wisconsin Dells at some point, which is like a combination <laughs> of like water park, it's theme park. So fun. I went there 
for one family vacation, yeah. and it was the best. We do need a kid first. Yeah, yeah. you're too want to give us their kid? You can borrow no, one of ours. take a long time to be able to do water. Hey, if if you guys ever go to Wisconsin Dells, just bring us along. Oh, oh. we're we're gonna we're counting down the days. We've been taking the kids and teaching them to swim for nice. that sole purpose. Nice. We're desperately drowning our children. <laughs> yeah, the little one tries to drown himself. It's fine. <laughs> There's life jackets and things for a reason. Yeah, get a little arm <laughs> floaties. Life, lifeguards. Oh no, the arm floaties are terrible for children. Hey, I I was I stayed alive. Barely. <laughs> uh, they're really good at that. <laughs> okay. Cody didn't answer. Oh, sorry. What was the question? What's better, water parks or theme parks? Theme parks. <laughs> Just making it Jesus. so awkward. <laughs> for th- for those listening, there is a twenty second pause that I edited out. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> A 20 second pause where no one said anything. <laughs> we all knew it was coming. <laughs> I appreciate the patience, everybody. This is a tough question, and we got through it together. I'm going against <laughs> the grain. I'm saying water parks. All the reasons you, Alex, said they're not as good is why I like them. It's like it's o- it's over in a couple hours. You like it's refresh. I like going up the stairs and going down in 20 seconds and then going back up. Yeah, it's that's when some of the best dance <laughs> between you and your friends is is standing in line on the stairs. So then you go down, that's cool, and then you try to get stuck in the middle so your friends crash into you. We when I was a kid, we had an awesome water park here. It's since been torn down. You guys are probably too young to have oh. gone there. No, I I have a memory. I remember going up those stairs. I have a memory, and those <laughs> like a singular like. Little kids are terrible, and when you're going up a stairway that is on top of itself, they tr- like kids just try and spit on the people below them. <laughs> I remember <laughs> people doing that. It's like, what are you doing? Well, it's two kinds of people in this world, Alex. <laughs> the bullies and the bullied. Yeah. <laughs> I was one yes. of the cool kids. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, there's a... When I was growing up, we were um, unattended children. We didn't have, like, we all, everyone in my neighborhood had divorced parents. They were being raised by a single mom who worked during the day. So we're sitting around during the day in the summer. We just start, like, searching through the house for change until we had enough money for me and my sister to go to the water park, which was like eight fifty for two people at that time. Uh, yes, the days of change. And, and but we walked. Couch we money. walked up with a giant bag of like pennies and nickels and the occasional quarter, and just the look on this kid's face when we slap it on the table and go two, please. He's just like, Fuck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he just threw it in the garbage and said, "Go ahead." <laughs> He's like, "Gross, children money." Yeah, theme theme parks are cool for a minute, like. I, I dated a girl uh, in college who's from L.A., and we went there, and she's like, oh, we got to go to Disneyland, or whichever one's in L.A., I don't know. And uh, Land. She, and she's taking me around to, like, all the stuff that she thinks is awesome because she grew up there and, like, spent... It, but it's, like, it's all lame as shit. It, like, anything that is cool is cool for a minute, and then it's never cool again. Roller coasters are cool, Jill. 
but I'm too old to ride them now. I will get whiplash and be paralyzed <laughs> for all of time. <laughs> Fun fact, Jake told us that a Doctor Who convention was in Chicago. That's actually in L.A. So now we're uh, changing our going to Florida plans to going to L.A. Yeah, that's on you. You don't going... have to do that. Because no, Florida and Chicago are. aren't the same place. So Florida and L.A. I, not I being the same set, place. I was set on Universal in Florida. So Do I'm it. convincing myself that Universal in L.A. is fine. It's not. It blows. I've been there. Yeah, Universal in <laughs> Florida is amazing, though. But they just add... I know. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to go. But they just add a Nintendo World. Yeah. And they have some sort of so Hogwarts. Cool. It's not going to be as cool as the Florida Hogwarts, but at least it's something. Well, It'll be fine. We'll find a convention in Florida soon. Anyway, I think I got another tweet. Um, oh, yeah. And Matt, sorry, I forgot to read your tweet last week or last podcast. Uh, it was a dumb question anyway, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just an accident. Oh, no. <laughs> it was what's the fur- furiest and deepest you've ever been? <laughs> we did all talk about it after what? the podcast. We Because I found the it. Furiest and Fury deepest. Furious. Deep it, the oh, furious. The deep furious. Okay, that's much better. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're not into that, that I know of, and if we are, I don't want to know. Yes, what is the furriest you've ever been? Terry, (laughs) keep your mouth closed. I don't want to know. James Swift at JamesSwift95 says, I've not seen it, but based completely on the title... So there's this ogre, right? And he lives in a swamp, and then loads of people turn up, and that annoys him. So him and his best friend, Ducky, go on an epic quest to save a princess for some reason. Yes. He then says, there's my next three weeks worth of thoughts prepared. Next week, I'll tell you a story of how the ogre meets a cat, and they fight a fairy godmother. Cannot <laughs> wait. That sounds good. You just write his own D&D campaign. <laughs> uh, hey, Terry. Hmm. Do your bit where you talk for a few minutes about everything you wanted to say when I was making you look stuff up. Okay, bathroom, bathroom break, break time. <laughs> Damn it. I also could use a snack. Do I have time to make pizza rolls? Jill, look no further. <laughs> um, no, I think that <laughs> what on. saved this show... This is oh. the second segment Terry has started with um and a 10 second pause. We can't <laughs> let this continue. That's no. every sentence he speaks in his whole life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Much. Okay, continue uh, now. It's something you have to train yourself to just not talk until you're ready to talk. <laughs> but we have, People don't like silence, so they have to put in these things while they're like, Oh, Cody has it down. I know. It's it's my favorite quality of his. <laughs> the ability to not talk. <laughs> yep. All right, Cody. Or Terry, go ahead. Sorry, trying to gather my thoughts oh. now before I talk. There's Let the apology. There's the apology. No. I really thought the crew on the wheel really saved the show. Um, just, I I truly loved Gemma and her character. She reminded me a lot of a, um, oh shit, what's her name? Kills her alive. Julie Andrews? 
Yes. She looks like a very young Julie Andrews. Like she's got the same like facial structure, silhouette, the hair and everything. She yeah, she looked like she was just a singing nun the whole time. And like I love Julie Andrews. This came out like at the same time as Sound of Music, so not a very young Julie Andrews, uh the same Julie Andrews. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Her doppelganger. Um I I thought she was just a powerhouse throughout all of this. And when Jarvis went crazy and she just stepped up, it was brilliant. I was incredibly sad when she died. I was like, oh like, no, you need to live. And oh, and then we just had that romance on stage. I hated those two so much. It's not a play, Terry. Just the, my nose knows best. It's like, no one fucking cares what you can smell. Go away. <laughs> you don't do anything for the ship. But she had a honker for sure. <laughs> she did. Like, I, oh, and man. a dunker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought their uniforms were really fun. I love the play of black and white. I'm assuming they were black and white. But, um, you could totally see every just, dude's bulge. <laughs> they, they were oh, tight. Christ. And then the women's, too. It's like, there's the clearly bulge. no <laughs> undergarments on any of them. Terry knows the women and how I they do. work. Yeah. <laughs> they work far away from Terry. <laughs> because he hates them. <laughs> I did find it a little weird. Well, I guess because uh, What's-His-Face also voiced the Daleks, but a lot of what the Daleks were, are the Cybermen were saying were, like, same phrases as what the Daleks would say of, like, uh, what was it? The, you will obey us? Or is it like, that I can hear just the Daleks saying that the whole time. Like, you will obey? You will obey? Um, but then, like, yeah, it just seemed weird that the Cybermen were doing... But I guess that worked with their mind control nonsense I don't, that was a weird thing i liked it but it was odd you bring a monster back you got to add us power that's how tv that's shows true. work yeah i thought the uh special effects were really good overall um i liked when the doctor fried one of the cybermen that was really fun mm-hmm it's fun to see the doctor doctoring and like MacGyvering shit. Yeah. Yeah. When they were fighting the Cybermats and that high pitched squeal was going on, that was, that could have been shorter. <laughs> so I want to talk about the Cybermat real quick. So this dude who's like supposed to be fixing the laser that Jamie destroyed sees a Cybermat and is like, you're my new best friend. <laughs> we'll always be together, Cybermat. And he calls the Cybermat Billy Bug. And the character's name is Bill. He named his new best friend himself, his own name. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) It's an alien species. And he's like, quick, hide. They're going to see you. They'll never take us alive, Billy Bug. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, and you're... Fixing the laser? Oh no, this isn't good. <laughs> uh, okay, enough of that nonsense. Oh, it's, all right. <laughs> it's time for the most important part of the show. This is the end of season five. When we're in be- breaking between one season to the next, we decided we're doing this thing where we revisit a new Who story that somebody picks. 
played a game to see who gets a pick. Alex won that game. Alex, what story are we watching for the next podcast? Evan Santel Ben. Okay. Are we adding Face the Raven? Or are you just doing those two? I feel like it's a bit egregious. Yeah, it's only like the last 10 minutes of Face the Raven that you really need to see. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do Heaven Sent, Hell Bent. Written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Rachel Talley. Capaldi and Clara. It's the finale of season... Nine? Sounds right. Sure, we'll go with that. I think Bill is season 10. This is all off the dome, man. <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, two-parter. We're, we're on a roll of people picking Stephen Moffat two-parters. <laughs> we'll see who picks next time. I was talked into it, Jake. You know this. <laughs> hey, I just wanted you to follow your heart, buddy. Yeah. That was the first thing that popped in my head, and it happened to be part of a two-parter, so. I actually watched a YouTube reaction of that whole three-parter earlier today, <laughs> so it was very fresh nice. in my mind. Anything else? Did we want to do MVP? Hey, Alex, since you're talking, who's your MVP for <laughs> the wheel in space? I'm cutting out his part. You will have been the most recent oh. person to talk. <laughs> uh, I will give it to Zoe. She killed it. Zoe. Absolutely crushed it. Yeah, it's so nice to get like a fresh or like some fresh air. After, like, a bummer of a companion. So, like, going from Susan to to Vicky, and then from Victoria to Zoe, it's just, like, ah, just nice to not have just a bummer hanging around. <laughs> uh, Jill? Uh, I want you to go to someone else first, because I don't want to pick Zoe right after Alex. Terry? Do it. Uh, no. In that case, I'm picking Jamie. Terry? Uh, I am going with Ann Riddler, uh, Gemma. Me as well. Fucking crushed. Cody? Zoe? Sam? Smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. The Z Dog? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> Yes! Yes! Goal accomplished! I thought someone was going to say McCrimmon, so I will, like, secondarily say that one. I did. Yeah. Your wife did, butthole. Oh, because you were going to say... Okay, I got you. Alex, do the song. This has been Mary Do, our episode on the wheel in space. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer Terry, thank you so much for listening, and please join us next time for Heaven Set and Hell Bent, or maybe they're the other way around, I don't know. Be <laughs> <laughs>